A, and uh, that is uh, Vosi Kumalo um, uh, with a powerful spoken word uh, by Lebo Mashile. Uh, just, uh, you know, point to call um, uh, that uh, Africa let's unite. What would it be like if all of us would see ourselves as, as African people and in that recognition we treat each other as such? And today we're just reflecting. I know that uh, we've been talking yesterday um, so much about Refugees Day, um, International Refugees Day, uh, which is, uh, you know, also an anomaly that in Africa you would have people marking, commemorating a day where uh, we pay attention to the heartache, to the pain of, of people who are displaced and people as many as a, a, a country, people as many as a South Africa as a country. And uh, we're looking at uh, somewhere in the world, someone is living in a camp. And what is it like to be in a camp? And joining us uh, is Gordens uh, Matabazi, uh, joining us in studio. Uh, good afternoon and welcome. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Thank you very much and good afternoon to you and to the listeners. Now, for people who um, listen to conversations like these and have um, the notion that why don't you just go back home, maybe paint a picture what it's like to be in a camp. Uh, being in a camp, it's a, uh, it's not something that you can wish. Mm-hmm. A camp is that space that was created to accommodate people who don't have where to be, mm-hmm. who have to leave their place falsely, who didn't come with anything, who do not have friends, relatives in that space situation. Where are you originally from? Uh, my name is Godans mm-hmm. uh, Mutabazi, originally from Rwanda. And I came here to South Africa as a refugee mm-hmm. uh, in 1998. And what does the name uh, name Godans means? Uh, Godans is a French name that means joy. And and if you were to express that in 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 Rwandese, mm. how would you say it? A joy in Rwandese is Ibjishimo. Oh, so your name is Ibjishimo. Yes. Welcome, Ibjishimo. Thank you. So so let's go back to um, life in a camp. Um, you wake up in the morning and like you say that it's a congested environment where there's just so many people mm-hmm. um, and in, in one space mm. uh, and, and oftentimes it would either be um, plastic bags or, or tents. Mm. Let's paint a picture. The beauty about radio is that you use theater of the mind to paint a scenario. Mm. Um, there are people, believe it or not, who mm. don't even know that there's such a thing as a camp. Yes. Uh, I'm going to describe yeah. the, the the refugee camp that I went, I lived in. For which, how long? Uh, for for two years. Wow. Where, which was the, in a, a DRC. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That time it was in Zaire. Okay. So uh, in 1994, uh, when the genocide started in Rwanda, mm. when people were being killed so as a population we had to live and free mm-hmm. so we end up in the drc mm-hmm. in the drc uh, i entered to the border of 
But I need us to go through the journey before you even get to the border. Mm. Um, uh, Because, I mean, we read about stories of people crossing Mm. rivers, violent rivers, Mm. uh, with babies on their backs or walking for so many kilometers Mm. in deserts where it's dry, there's no water, there's no food. Uh, All you're walking with is just hope that on the other side, Mm. uh, there might be something better. Uh, I think my journey would be too long, but I would try to summarize. Sure. Uh, it started on the eve of the shooting of the uh, presidential airplane mm-hmm. when he was from negotiation, the, simon, the, si- the, the signing of the agreement for yeah, peace yeah. for Rwanda. It was in the evening of that day around eight o'clock where we had a very big bang of Mm. noise Mm. i was alone at home with my baby who was almost five six months and immediately bombs started falling all around in the morning the whole night we were standing between walls mm. as a protection. You can imagine with a baby of six, seven months Goodness. crying, wanting to be fed, to rest, mm. but there is no way to rest. And the more the baby cry, the more, the more um, fearful, fearful, mm. the more everyone feels like, yeah, they hear me, they will mm. know which corner I'm hiding. So uh, in the morning, uh, we were evacuated and taken to a a place where, like, we were thinking that we would be protected, but it didn't happen because at the end of the day, we were put in buses and moved from the city of Chigari. We took the direction of the south because the war have been starting started from the north, especially north as east. Mm-hmm. So to the south, we stayed like on the street. We will continue to walk day by day, walking with a baby on the back without getting something to, to eat. And that baby survived from breastfeeding. We were lucky, I think, one day where we saw a bus and it was a crowd of people and we were fighting to climb that bus. I remember someone pulled me through the window with my baby attached in my back. Mm. I got in the bus and we were moved to... uh, the border of Rwanda and DRC, hoping that things will get better and we will go back. And I can only imagine in that bus that uh, there was overcrowding. Overcrowding. One on top of the other. One on top of the other. Sure. So you get to the border. And uh, uh, we stay there for like a week, hoping that things will get better and we will go back. But... One night we were attacked at that border and we had to cross and walked to 
to DRC. We slept. And how long is the lo- the walk? It it was days and days. Oh People feet were swollen. A baby will die on you. You put on the side of the road. You continue. Mm. I still hold this mm. image of one day I went to to release myself mm. near a bush while we were walking. And near that bush, I found this beautiful baby, mm. a dead baby. And the mother, I, I think, saw that it was finished. She took this small cloth and laid it on the floor, put the baby, and that body was there. I still hold that image of that baby. We're going through a life in a refugee's um, shoes and just walking that mile. And uh, do join us in conversation. We invite you to join um, us and uh, send us a WhatsApp a voice note on 0614-104-107. And you can join us uh, via SMS uh, on 40938, charged at 150, or on Twitter or Facebook at SAFM Radio. Uh, we welcome your calls as well. And Godens uh, Mutabadzi is with me in studio. <laughs> Call Griselda now, 0891-104-207. And I guess uh, connecting to uh, Refugees Day that happened yesterday, and uh, sometimes it's easy to have all these titles and and acronyms and uh, phrases and sayings, and uh, it's different when you walk a mile in a person who's um, uh, challenged by whatever situation. And right now we're focusing on um, a mile in a refugee's shoes and with us in studio, uh, who borrowed us her shoes is uh, Godens um, Mutabazi, and I would like to say Uwize um, sounds way much better. <laughs> Thank you so so much uh, for sharing of yourself. And now you get to the DRC border, mm. and I, I mean this was your hope. Finally, when you see a border, it's like there's hope. Mm. What's on the other side? Yeah, we were hoping that yeah we will be welcomed by yeah. our neighbors. Maybe we will find like a, a friends who will give us a room somewhere. Because it's but, mm. African people like yes, us. Yeah? Yes. And fun enough, we spend months and months sleeping on open spaces. Wow. Open spaces I remember we even got like a organization who will come and distribute water after three months. Mm. Otherwise, we will go down to the lake Kivu and the lake that is where you will wash yourself, wash your clothes, drink water and just stay there. And when I'm talking, who is there? It's like a million, million of people because the way we freed the country, it was a movement of people just moving. Mm. No one will staying behind. Children will die and you will put aside the road. Next to you, your next person will die. You, you push there. And sometimes if you don't have a cloth, you will take his cloth and, and the life will continue. Mm. So you reach that misery where you don't think of 
that Ubuntu, that respect of human being, because in a, in a, in a natural uh, way, you are scared of a dead body. Mm. But for us, that survival time, instincts yes, kick but, in. But for us, that time, it was something normal. You will pass. You will you will correct a mat, and you leave the body there. Mm. Mm. That is the life in the camp. Especially those refugee camps that you hear in the DRC of Rwandan mm. people in 94. Sure. Those are the kind of camps that were there. All right, we take your calls when we return. Right now, let's uh, have uh, the news headlines with Utsile Sako. Lifetime Live with Chriselda Tutumashe. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. It is half past one and uh, we're talking about um, just walking a mile in a refugee's shoes and taking um, your input. And uh, uh, we are joined uh, by Godens. Uh, she is she works at the uh, Center for the Study of Violence and Reconciliation and uh, also uh, contributes uh, towards uh, human trafficking advocacy. Uh, she's with uh, the South African Congress of Nonprofit Organization, uh, Sakono. And we're taking your calls right now. Uh, Patrick, good afternoon. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. You also have your experience in living um, in a refugee camp. Thank you. Thank you very much for welcoming me. Your story, sir? Uh, yes, actually, I'm a Congolese guy who fled my country for political conflict and war. So I live at GRC in 2010. And then I stayed in the camp uh, in uh, Tongogara in Zimbabwe for a period of six months. Is that my situation? So I was required to come and share uh, my story about the situation of life in the camp as a refugee. Uh, So it was very hectic, very hectic uh, as a young guy. I uh, found myself uh, in the place where I don't have a family, mm. I don't have a brother, I don't have a sister, just because of uh, the way war, uh, we're just running, you just uh, following people, saying that we're going somewhere we can feel safe. Mm. And then I found myself in the camp, um, having a dream of life, uh, a great vision to be a like, person, teacher. So, leaving the camp, it was not uh, something easy. I found, I, I, let me say, it was like a prison for me. Mm. It was a, like prison because, you know, um, when I left the camp, my country, I was a student. I was dreaming to do something good for my life. Mm. And I found myself in the camp where there is no opportunity. Uh, you f- can see your life uh, shut down. Mm. Your future, your vision shut down because you are limited. You are limited. The movement are limited. The condition of life very, very hard. Mm. So it was very painful. Very painful as a young guy. Th- thank so, you, Patrick. Uh, 
Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story. And uh, yeah. we invite you to share yours too. Um, number to dial is 0891-104-207. Uh, perhaps you're listening to this conversation and um, you didn't know. Because, you know, oftentimes it's easy for us to um, form preconceived um, notions that uh, why don't people just go back home? And and so many years later, Godens, uh, you you look back and what are some of the things that you wish for your country? And and for a person who says, why don't you go back home? What's your response? I think for me, the first thing I would like to wish for my country is peace, mm. is the respect of human human being, mm. is is that Ubuntu. That genuinity of a human being, and not the irony of say of say show, presenting to the world mm. that the country is peaceful while people are being killed, Pe- people are being uh, stuck in a prison without uh, uh, without cases mm. people are disappearing a, a child will not go to school we used to go to school and you know that this is if i'm at this age this is my right mm. to go to school and when i finish school this is what i will do mm. when we finished like high school immediately you are allocated to go and have a job wherever you want you continue university the way you want but is no longer there. Mm. That is no longer there. It's tough for a young person who is growing, having a dream, mm. because you are oppressed. You are uh, determined to stay in your rural area, and with the aim that you have to stay in the rural area for two years after your university. After two years without working, what kind of person are you going to become? Mm. So that is, I would wish that all those obstacles need to finish. Yeah. And we see the Rwanda that where children will grow, especially for me as a mother. Mm-hmm. I, am, I hope to see a Rwanda where children will grow and see the future and implement what they learn in school. And, and pre-war, uh, do you have any recollection of, uh, recollection of a Rwanda um, that was uh, observing and respecting human rights? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, I left the country when I was in my, my uh, late 20s. Mm, so mm. I was still a, a youth according, let's say, to the South African yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, constitution, I, I was enjoying... But you Yes, and I was happy to be part of the country, mm-hmm. to contribute. I was working, I was participating in different activities. Mm-hmm. I was traveling left and right. I would dream, I would visit neighbors, there were no kind of military control all yeah, over. Yeah. Let's go back to the lines, mm. uh, 0891-104-207. Roy, you're on the road. Thank you so much for your patience. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, Crystal. 
Good afternoon, uh, sir. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just hearing what this woman is sharing with you there. Mm. And uh, yes, I, I can't hold my tears. I think uh, this thing is also coming here in our country because of our, uh, I mean, the callousness of our leader. Uh, it, it's painful, uh, Chriselda, as, uh, as I'm saying, that I can't hold my tears. Mm. It's very bad. I hope that one day uh, maybe I'll uh, visit these camps and see and hear uh, and all the, uh, share with the experience with those people. It's very bad. Yeah, and and unfortunately, uh, Roy, oftentimes when we don't know, we we form opinions on things that we have no understanding of. Yes, 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 Zelda. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you very much uh, for sharing with us. And uh, we continue taking your messages. Tepi So Shuenyana is saying, this is heartbreaking listening to this interview. Uh, African leaders must be held to account for the misery they cause their people. And oftentimes, I mean, these are people that they purport to be um, making the decisions on behalf of. Yes, yes, because these are these are leaders. These are people who uh, who show the image and represent the nations. As I'm speaking, mm. worried about the what is happening in my country. Though unspoken, mm. that is happening in my country. Mm. The head of that country is the head of the African Union. All right, so let me just uh, take a couple of the tweets that you sent us. Uh, Wanda Kus is saying, thanks, Chris Alda, for the uh, guest, uh, Godens. Uh, thank you for recognizing her name, Godens. Uh, we often think that we know, and um, we know nothing. Um, Gomo says, at uh, Charlotte Magleke Hospital, they sleep there um, on the seats. They use the toilets as bathrooms, and they get free medication and meals. I feel sorry for them. Um, they chose uh, to get, they choose to get their democracy through war, um, uh, uh, where they could have chosen to sit around the table. I mean, these are decisions that you were not part of. Someone else made the decisions, but you get to suffer. Of course, you, you as a, a child, as a as a woman, as a young girl. You, you, you don't even get involved in this politics that are happening mm. left and but right. But it affects you. But he, yes, and you, this is why mm, we need more mm. and more South Africans um, to just be aware and uh, identify uh, the role that we can play as as a as a citizen. Thank you, thank you so much, Godens, uh, for joining us. Um, Okay, I wanted to uh, go back to the organization that uh, you represent um, so that we can thank you um, uh, properly. Thank you so much uh, for coming through, uh, representing Center for the Study of Violence and Reconciliation and your human trafficking advocacy. We shall be knocking at your door um, Mm -hmm. to once again talk about this particular topic um, because it's also uh, one of the concerns that uh, humanity has to talk about. Yes, uh, maybe let me start by explaining when we're talking about human trafficking, what do we mean? Well, that's a conversation mm. for another day that we will have. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm just hoping that this song that uh, we are going to play now, um, it's a song that uh, perhaps will connect uh, to your pain 
and as as we as as African people just identify uh, better ways, um, it's heartbreak warfare uh, by John Mayer, uh, because you know people are just going through so much. It's mm. it's just we need to uh, begin to just connect to people's pain and recognize that uh, uh, some of the decisions we make are the ones that hurt people. Mm. Thank you, thank you very much uh, for joining us. All right, uh, that's uh, Kodensa Mutabazi, um, uh, all the way from Rwanda, and um, I, I prefer Uwezeye. And here's Heartbreak Warfare by John Mayer.